Yep. All right, man. Are you ready for a good-ass show? You ready to talk some shit? Yeah, fuck Corvallis. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. What? It's another episode of my show. And he's running down the road trying to loosen his load. He's got seven women on his mind. Four that want to own him. Two that want to stone him. One says he's a friend of that guy over there. None of that is true. Uh, I am still here. My name's Alex. And as always, I was introduced by the best to ever do it. That guy right over there. It's one take Jake back in the saddle again looking as only i can look and it would not be the show it is today if we were not joined by the mouth of the deep south it's that bad boy it's robin hey no delay what's up hey yeah, no fingers, delay finger guns finger guns what's pew, up? Pew. how's it going <laughs> welcome to uh pandemic day 70 billion nobody knows Three yeah, months. nobody. It's nobody like, really knows. It's exactly three months because you were <laughs> you got back from uh, Las oh. Vegas on the 16th. Yes, on, on, on three sixteen. What? What? And it's been yeah, that it's been correct. exactly three months since they shut down Vegas. Oh, that's... we're definitely gonna talk about that today. Oh. Yeah. Cause yeah, I we are. A trip to go back. What's up? Oh, I'm not not that part. The, well, the I'm going part. back. Well, oh, you I... should go back. But the I other. I shut them down. I'm bringing them back. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have a guy just like welcome back robin welcome back <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, yeah we're gonna talk more about vegas apparently but uh, no. before we do that uh alex head with those tasty social media informations red arrow productions type it into anything and you found us next topic just kidding. So if you if you hop over to Instagram <laughs> and you uh, and, and yeah, that caught me too. And similar <laughs> similar to what I just said, if you go to Instagram and type in Red Arrow Productions, you're gonna find us. If you go on Facebook and you type in Red Arrow Productions, you're gonna find us. You hop on Twitter at Red Arrow P, you found us. If you decide, man, I've listened to one episode of the show, but I'd like to hear more of them, maybe Crazy. older ones that have already been released. That's when you head over to badfacts.info and whole archive, it's all there. You can also find it at redarrowpnw.com and our tasty, beautiful, wonderful sponsor of the show, anchor.fm slash my show, AJ. Bada boom. Reels, Reels podcast bingo, in the room. Bango. Found us. Found Next us. topic. Next topic. We got we got a lot of stuff to talk about actually today. Now that I think about it, uh, but Alex, I want to start with you. Something that I don't think you were prepared to talk about. After last week's episode, you went on a, a binge of Broken Skull Ranch. That's what I wanted to talk. Uh, oh, about. oh, so, so you were ready to talk about it. So let's. Yeah. Let's, when, well, I forgot yours, about it, Governor. But then we we <laughs> you guys uh what. What? Uh, <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, we're definitely talking about Oh, yeah. About oh, that's what, you weren't talking about Vegas. You're talking about no, Stone Cold. No, I, sh- I don't give a shit about Vegas. Oh, so this is, this is the thing. I thought that the greatest, like, motivizer of all time was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Turns out, no, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. No, they're, they're uh, both equally as good. They're just two separate types of motivation. Sometimes okay. you need The Rock, but sometimes you really need Stone Cold. 
here's this is this is the way this is the way I would phrase it from my own perspective. I could be wrong. I'm not for me, but so I want the rock. Stone Cold will always get the job done. Like <laughs> sometimes the rock has That's these true. nice tasty morsels of success that I just don't think Stone Cold Steve Austin would ever talk about because what I've realized is um, I've never heard anyone use the term haul ass more times <laughs> than Stone Cold Steve Austin uses it in one episode of Broken Skull Ranch like <laughs> challenge because everything, everything all the time, good or bad, it didn't matter. He's like, He's like, damn it, Dylan, you did a great job. You worked hard. Unfortunately, didn't work out for you. Haul ass. <laughs> and then he turns right around, right around. Not two sentences later, he goes, Tyler, you beat it. You beat Dylan. You went man to man. You came out on top. Let's haul ass. <laughs> How are they both hauling ass? Good action. They, they, they oh, can't both haul ass. But, like, at like, the same time, uh, he's talking about he'll do it. He'll say it, too, in the challenges. Oh, he's hauling ass. He's hauling ass. Everything. Like, oh, and man. it's like, it's, it's some of the challenges, Let's in especially in the first episode. That's the name of this episode. Let's haul ass. Haul Let's haul ass. ass. Oh, God. But the first episode has, like, a, some of some, the real boring. Some of the challenges are boring. And they try to spice it up with cool camera angles and editing. But... Like the very first one, they've dug, I don't know, a 25-foot trench. It's about four feet deep. It's got about three feet of water in it. And on either end of the trench is a bell hanging, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea of the challenge is to line up on opposite ends of the trench, jump into the water, wrestle each other for a little bit, and ring the other person's bell. That's all you have to do, right? Not complicated at all. And sometimes... It Well, and by sometimes I mean literally all four times that this happened in the episode, <laughs> it was so boring. Like nothing, it wasn't, nobody, it's not like uh, in the trailer where the girl takes a foot to the ribs. Um, it's just two guys slam into each other and kind of, uh, and then slip apart and run for a bell. Like it's super boring. But goddamn, that must have been the most entertaining thing Stone Cold has ever seen. Because <laughs> the entire time. He is bent down, his face inches away from these two guys wrestling each other in this water-filled <laughs> trench, going, that's what I'm talking about. Get it. Get No, get underneath him. There, there you go. Man up. Let's get it. Oh, he hauled ass. <laughs> no matter what happened, and they're trying to use like six different camera angles to show you the exact same thing. Slow-mo, fast-mo, slow-mo again. And you're like, this is not good television cmt like you gotta step it up but stone cold <laughs> is like the whipped cream and the cherry on top of the melted sundae because <laughs> he just brings it home so the whole funny. time and like his intro he's driving up in his in his chevy blazer Wait, he's hauling ass in his chevy blazer. Yeah, he's hauling ass in his chevy blazer and it's like at one point he hits this bump and one tire comes off the ground but oh man, if CMT doesn't zoom in slow mo on that thing, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, it's like it's it's a 1990 K5 Blazer that's lifted 10 inches into the air, 
any <laughs> bump is going to bring one one tire right. off the ground. Like <laughs> that's the point of the vehicle. <sighs> it's just like three inches of air. And you're right. like, you're like the thing weighed Fucking eight. Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I will say though, the end, the actual skull crusher, the final <laughs> obstacle course, skull crusher looks right. like it would be a fucking pain in the ass to complete. Like, all of the other challenges are like man against another man, right? And if if you're just outmatched, you're never going to win, right? right. That's, I mean, that's the name of the game. Um, but the, that final obstacle course is you against the course. And, like, the first thing, the first challenge is basically fall in the mud. And so now... Your feet are covered in mud. Your hands are all gross and stuff. Like, and then you gotta go balance on some logs. Can't do that with muddy shoes. Right. Then you gotta like climb a rope. Can't do that with muddy hands. Then you've gotta like run up like the hill. There's this hill at like a 60 degree incline or some shit that you're supposed to sprint to the top of, and it's like a fucking 150 meter hill or some stupid shit. And I was like, fuck. All of that. <laughs> and I was like, and at the end of this, the guy gets $10,000. Just Jeez. enough to cover his medical bills. Yeah. Right. Like, here's the best part. At $10,000, at least in the state of Oregon, obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin's ranch is not in Oregon. But I wouldn't know because his license plate was just a skull and crossbones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he – like – at $10,000, you have to pay 52% in taxes. At $9,999, you get to keep the whole thing and claim it as just taxable income and pay the standard like 28%. Like, I'm like, Stone Cold, like, you either got to shell out like 100 grand or I would just like like 8,000. The five yeah. grand. Yeah. Like, can, can I just, can I just get my eight? Like, I don't, I don't want to only walk away with like forty two hundred, forty eight hundred dollars. Well, the the way you got to do it is the way they they do it on like ten thousand dollar pyramid. You could win up to ten thousand right. dollars, and give them like sixty eight hundred. Congratulations, and you feel like a winner. The one thing I will give the show credit for, which I thought was a really cool little, other than the fact they entertain the fuck out of you. Well, there's that. Um, <laughs> is because on the first episode, the guy who seemed like a douchebag, like all of these guys were like the whitest guys ever to say <laughs> beast mode out loud in a gym. Like <laughs> that there was, there was seven <sighs> of the whitest dudes you've ever seen. And one token black guy who lost in the first round. Um, but the guy makes it to the skull crusher and he says, okay, uh, stone cold's explaining in his stone cold voice, that I can't do because it hurts my throat. <laughs> I'm not a man. I'm stone Cold Steve Austin. He says uh, that he's brought in, like, as he says, straight up badasses to run the course, and no one's been able to finish it, right? And he goes, so if you run the course and you complete it, I'm going to give you $10,000. And this was the cool part. And he goes, and you will have sent the benchmark time that if anyone else comes through, and can't beat your time, I'll give you their $10,000. Oh, And I was like, okay, okay, this is interesting. Here we go. And then, of course, Beast Mode 
makes it to the final <laughs> the final obstacle and just like fails, just gives up. Like and the way they edit it is like the opposite of the trench. Instead of trying to make it look cool, they try to make it look as pathetic as possible. Yeah. Completely negating like all of the physical activities he had to That's endure funny. to get to this point that would have made climbing seventeen feet straight in the air very difficult. <laughs> we don't care about that. We want to make you look like a bitch. <laughs> and they well, totally like, succeed. Well, it's like watching uh, the Japanese version of uh, Ninja Warrior. Like, that show is all about, like, it's them against the chorus, and if you if you finish, you're a god. Yes. And, but it's like... Brownie, this... I thought MXC instead. <laughs> you said <laughs> Japanese, like, <laughs> indeed. 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 That you are, Ken. That's what <laughs> I tried to find that show. It's it's on Netflix. Or excuse me, not Netflix, on YouTube. One of those. YouTube, yeah. One of those. Anyway, so the Japanese uh, American Warrior. A uh, Japanese American Warrior. Awesome. There you go. That's Japanese the Ninja Warrior. That's the name of the that's the name of the episode. Japanese, Japanese American, Warrior. American Warrior. It sounds like you're describing Tom Cruise in the last samurai. <laughs> what could be more necessary? <laughs> Japanese American Warrior colon let's haul ass. Let's haul ass. So oh, on, on the original Japanese version of Ninja Warrior, there, got it out that time. Easy for hey. me to say. Uh but they, it's an equal amount of like, oh, look at how far and look at the accomplishments that these people have. And then they're like, and they failed. <laughs> right. It's, it's like equal sides. They're like, uh, and then they're like, they interview him afterwards. And I says, so the course was too much for you, huh? Like, mm. yeah, I guess I couldn't just do the salmon ladder after, you know, you ripped my arms off. <laughs> In Japan, when you are embarrassed, you must kill yourself. That's uh, <laughs> that's true dude that's the that's one of the best snl sketches of all time is a samurai delicatessen oh yeah like, yes. i i that's the one thing i miss like i bought this it was three portraits in, of snl characters one of them was john belushi as the, the samurai delicatessen but it was like water damaged and it was huge i had nothing i couldn't put it anywhere but i huh. wish i had thought about it and just saved the uh the Belushi one with him holding the samurai sword because that was rad. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I have no idea what the samurai delicatessen is at all. Well, YouTube is there for a reason. Yeah. So, so essentially, I mean, John Belushi is the king of fat guy physical humor. Um, he's pretty much the first one to do it on broadcast television. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody learned from him, and so what? What he did? He had this bit called the samurai delicatessen. And people would come in and ask for a sandwich, and the whole time he would he was using a samurai sword to cut everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At one point, uh, totally improv, he tosses a tomato in the air and cuts it in half with a samurai sword. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> yeah, uses the edge of the, the super long katana to spread the mayo on the sandwich. <laughs> and, like, it's, it's funny right. describing it, but it's way funnier when you see it. And then, you know, he gives a sandwich to the guy, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I said no tomato. And his immediate instinct <laughs> is to pull out the, the short knife and immediately try to stab himself in the gut with it. <laughs> Dude, John Belushi okay. was, was on a uh, whole other level. He was, he was incredible. That's funny. That's amazing. Ooh. 
right. this at this point, like I've lost track of what sh- what TV shows we have talked about and what TV shows we still have to talk about. Because I feel like we all hit like a span where we all watch like four or five TV shows at once, and we're like, "Oh, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this," and then we don't. Every once in a while, I'll find a list, like an old list that I've written to talk about, and uh, I'll be like, "Well, we got to half of that, so that's good." <laughs> we mentioned that. Yeah, we mentioned that. <laughs> it's like so Space Force, huh? Yeah, that was good. All right, we'll see you next week. Yeah, and moving on, we're out of here. I mean, anyone who's listened to the show this long understands the fact that, you know, we we bounce around more than a pinball. I can confirm that uh, Space Force is better, not better, but is is just as entertaining a second time through. Uh, because you do definitely pick up on some more of the subtle humor. There's definitely a lot of throwaway lines from oh, yeah. uh, Malkovich and Jimmy O. Yang that I just like. You, I just didn't catch him the first time. Right. Classic. So good. <laughs> so good. I haven't figured out if oh, um, so if it's an F Tony. I think they say he says F Tony and they say yeah. fuck Tony. I think his name is actually F Tony. And they've done the thing that we do where anybody's name that they have an F in it, Scott F Fitzgerald, the F stands for fuck. Exactly. So they've done the Definitely. fuck Tony. And it makes me laugh. Like as soon as it clicked, I was like – have they been hanging out with us and we didn't know it? Did we just not notice them sitting there? Because that is our joke. Yeah, uh, seriously. <laughs> like, we just find out that Greg Daniels has just had, had us mic'd for the past several years. <laughs> and we've lost Alex. Oh, did we? <laughs> Look, he just walked off. He's like, all right. <laughs> I think he's dealing with the dog. The dog must have been making him mad. But we weren't. I wasn't hearing his dog make noise anymore, so... Yeah, this is this is good podcasting. This is great. I love it. <laughs> like, I was over here drinking a beer, and, I, and all of a sudden Alex is gone. Yeah, well. Hey, so so what's the haps? What's the haps with the craps? Shake them up, shake them up, shake them up, shake them. <laughs> He's like looking was, left, right. What, 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 what I was I was trying not to draw attention to that. Uh, I thought you guys were just kind of rolling <laughs> the show, but if we want to talk about it, my dog decided that it was time to rip apart her like toy, and so instead of letting her choke on all of the fuzz. Uh, I decided to uh, remove myself from the the recording for 37 seconds and and clean up the mess. Yeah, mm. yeah, it happens. Is it one of those dog toys that like the squeaker is like a heart shape? Um, you know, I didn't I didn't run an autopsy uh, yet. <laughs> I just kind of uh, pulled the fuzz away from her so she didn't eat it, and then uh, of the toy away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no, I'm not going to make that joke on recorded uh, media. <laughs> it's unfortunately uh, it's not a joke. <laughs> well, yeah, I was I was going to. Yeah, we'll, we'll anyway, move on. What's up? I, I, Moving I, on. I, I'm still so I, I'm still mad at SPD. So we'll move on before this this turns into a. Oh, are you? I didn't know. Oh, are you? <laughs> this is my. <laughs> Why These are my I... OR scrubs. Oh, are they? What? I mean, <laughs> what could you possibly be mad at SPD for? That's weird. <laughs> weird, right? You know, you know what else is weird? My brother is graduating from high school. Hike school. That is weird. From hike school? Like, did he just finally get his hundred miles in? And they're like, "You've graduated. You know how." <laughs> no, to hike he's now. a he's a long snapper actually, and uh, uh, he's he oh, got a that a that one. offer. 
Nothing more dangerous than a long snapper. <laughs> Short snapper. You gotta so, that's so funny. High school. Nice. That is yeah. weird. I've had two brothers graduate from high school. Uh, yeah, but weird. your brothers make sense. Like how, like their ages, like the way they break down. Like your parents had sex at like regular increments. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm seven. I'm seven years older than one and ten years older than the other. Yeah. So like, you know, for a little while, you, you know, weren't quite hitting the mark, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're still trying to have kids. See, all of a sudden, yeah, I've been living my trying life as, to have kids. Come I've on, been living my life, me. you know, for <laughs> seventeen years, and all of a sudden my dad's like, hey, you're gonna have a little brother. I'm like, what the shit, man? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's such a Jack Black line. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, I'd be lying if I if half my my physical humor wasn't inspired by Jack Black. I mean, I'd like when you eventually go ducks. Go ducks, uh, write uh, your semi autobiographical movie that Jed Apatow produces and directs. Um, <laughs> that's got to be like <laughs> like the opening scene is seventeen year old. Uh, Jack, because you can't be Jake. It's semi-autobiographical. Jack right. is eating cereal, and the dad just watches and goes, you're going to have a little brother, and then you half spit out the cereal. What the shit, man? And then it flashed, and then it like flash forwards to him graduating from high school, and then you like that's when your midlife crisis takes effect and you don't know what to oh, do. God. And then you don't put me in the grave yet, man. Like it's, al- it's no, already it's... my 33rd birthday. I'm, I mean, this is not a great year for Jews. <laughs> As opposed to all the rest. Well, Hey, oh. I'm, I'm saying, the, the joke being that they killed Jesus when he was 33. <laughs> Sorry, Levi. So, and so that that right there, uh, that's the line for it too. It's, it's already my thirty third birthday. Right. Oh god. <laughs> oh, that's <Funny>. awesome. <laughs> oh my god, I'm writing my auto. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna do anything worth, you know. It's like, have you ever seen the movie The Squid and the Whale? That's like one of the most pointless movies I've ever seen. I've ne- never even heard of it. Well, there's probably a reason for that. Like. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I guess I just don't understand indie film because, like, none of it makes any sense. Indie films it, are like you watch the middle of a story. That's right. it. Like, there's no end. There's no beginning. You yeah. show up. There's people doing stuff. And then the movie's over. And you're like, what did I just watch? I mean, I don't I, know. Life. That's, I that's would, it. uh... I would describe my my description of indie films is fifty thousand dollars in a can do attitude. <laughs> yeah, like that's they it, they just somehow got together enough money and a camera and said, "Hey, you want to make a movie?" And everyone was like, <laughs> "Yes, I do." They're like, "Are you willing to like maybe quit your job and potentially sacrifice everything in order to make this probably bad movie?" Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. And then sometimes you're Kevin Smith, and it works out really well. Uh, that was my thought, too. I was like, and, well, sometimes you're Kevin Smith. And sometimes, and by sometimes I mean all of the other times. You're not. 
Yeah, nobody's ever heard you of you. You're just not, yeah. <laughs> Your movie is showing at the Phoenix Bowling Alley in Oregon. Because, not because you broke <laughs> because you broke into the back room and put it in the DVD player yourself. Right. <laughs> right. Like it, people are trying to see their score and they got your it's movie. It's just your it movie. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be Kino, but it's your movie. Yeah. <laughs> you see, it's like, yeah, man, uh, I'm having a premiere of my movie. Where is it? John Henry's bar. Ricky Mart. <laughs> oh, you're having it like John Henry's is putting it on. No, I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna have a laptop in the corner. <laughs> it's just gonna be playing. <laughs> Dude, I went one time when I was in Eugene. I went. They launched a uh, like skate DVD, and they had a launch party at um, the Barcade there, Level Up. Oh, and like... yeah, and but they have tiny ass televisions at Level Up, and so it's just like kind of watching this guy skateboard, and it's like <laughs> twenty six people scattered around the room, and they're all kind of paying attention, holding their canned beer, and then it ended. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, now what? And then, like, it was just a bar again. Just a, <laughs> just a bar again. <laughs> I was like, what? what is this? You know what's not a bar again? The drink prices at barcades. I was, was <laughs> yeah. Nice. I was... <laughs> huh? huh? You know what's not going to be a bar again? Taylor's. Taylor's. Oh. I, was, I was like, which closed down bar in Eugene is he going to reference this time? <laughs> That's the best one. Everyone not anymore. Knows. Well, for that example. Yeah, that like, guy. Oh, sorry. I no, was, no, was too... going to say that place, I can't believe it, but you clearly had a more cogent I, line of thinking. I was just going to say that guy, the, the owner, I know the owner of Taylor's owns like three, her owns still three other bars because he doesn't own Taylor's anymore. Um, and like the, t the taxi company in town. And so right. it's like Taylor's uh. his most profitable one got shut down and Eugene now lets like Lyft and Uber run. Like he's just taking it. It's Oof. just, it's over for that. Like, yeah, he's going to invest a lot of money in the cooler and hope it works out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the cooler is not a bad bar. I mean, for let's let's get super super niche with our podcast here and talk Eugene bars. <laughs> <laughs> the cooler, uh, as far as bars go, isn't isn't all that bad. I mean, the the beer is okay, the food is passable, and that's all I really ask for out of a bar. I didn't do beer bad. Like, you oh, you can do clean the you lines, can pour it like... in properly. You can have dirty lines. You can have shitty beer. Like the. The thing about the cooler is you have to like it has to be like a uh, a premeditated choice to go to the cooler. Right. Yeah. Right. Taylor's is was that prime just off campus right. close to all the other campus bars. You could walk between like six bars without having an issue. The cooler is next to seven car dealerships. There's nothing else there. Like mm -hmm. it either it either has to be the first bar you go to so that way you're sober enough to leave or it's the last bar you went to because somebody else is driving or yeah, like, you're there before a duck game because it isn't that far i've parked further yeah that's true yeah duck duck games is an acceptable thing that's but, probably the only but what is that six seven times a year right yeah. eight. 
And it's also, in that instance, as close to premeditated as you can get without it. Because if I'm parking at the cooler, it's because there wasn't parking anywhere else. I'm definitely trying closer, and then I end up (laughs) at the cooler, and I'm like, well, since I'm here, you snag a couple of brews and then head on over to to where the the game is happening. The you snag enough brews to make it so you can park in their parking lot. Right. <laughs> and then and that's it. If you're going on not game day, it's like, all right guys, Friday night we're gonna start at the cooler. We can get this decent food to start the evening and then two drinks and we're out of there. Two drinks and we're out of there. Maybe a shot on the way out the door and then we can make it to the, you know, the Bermuda Triangle without any problems. And Makes then sense. your, and then yeah. your night digresses into fucking trash. Someone, <laughs> someone wakes up on the on the sidewalk out in front of the Symantec building, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Pretty much. You. you I've, I've gotten side... lost in downtown Eugene. It's not hard, but it is, you know, challenging. That's what she said. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> Our, I do very specifically remember, um, I think it's 8th Street is randomly one way for one block. And I was definitely leaving the bars and definitely drove the wrong way down the one block that it's one way. (laughs) And, you know, call it lucky, nobody saw me, right? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but or like, hit you, or hit me nothing. There was n- I, the reason I thought it was acceptable to drive down that section of street was there were no other cars, like nobody was around, and I was like, oh, I just turned here and I can go back up like three blocks, catch the bridge, get over, no, no big deal. Whoop. And I pull out, and everything is facing the wrong way. Yeah, and right. I, I, <laughs> I go a whole, I made it a whole block and look, and I go, and as I look left to see if I can make a right hand turn without impeding traffic. I look over and see a big black and white one-way sign pointing in the direction <laughs> that I just came from. I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, this is like a big deal. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> this is like a uh, big deal. That happened. Uh, something similar to that happened to me, to me the first time I was in Denver. Um, I was 20 and therefore the designated driver of the degenerates I was in training with. <laughs> And so we leave the the restaurant where we all had dinner, and I hop in, and I go to leave, and I think naturally, oh, I'll just pull out and, and take a left here and, and hop into traffic. That's all well and good, except there's a median. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, fortunately for, for me, uh, I was driving an SUV of some of some repute, and so I just rally that bitch right over <laughs> <Some> the <laughs> fucking send it right over the top of the median. <laughs> Uh, I just look at and like 20 years old and I, and like, I'm panicking, I'm freaking out, but I just, I kind of look in the rear view mirror and I just kind of, I take a deep breath and I just go, sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep on going. I, I'm new in town. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> go here. <laughs> the other, the awesome. other time like that, that was awesome is we, I was working at the paper uh, in Corvallis is the only good thing about you know that day uh, was me getting food, <laughs> and so I'm driving. I've got three other people from the newsroom in my in my Mazda, 
and I've got to get across the main drag of Corvallis to get to um, one of the sandwich shops. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, not important. I'm over near Circle, for those of you who know. And so I, I go, I hop into the, the near lane, because that's the lane you're supposed to turn into. Um, and then <laughs> I look in the rear view, and someone is coming up from behind. And naturally, I see him, and I think, yeah, I could probably make that. And I just look in the rearview mirror and say, YOLO, and jump over and then, like, hard right turn into the driveway. Bump, 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 same sort of thing. And it was like, YOLO? <laughs> YOLO is what you say? <laughs> oh, this was pre-send it day. Sorry, I didn't pre-send know. Pre-send it, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Send it. Awesome. <laughs> YOLO. For some reason, that made me think of smacking you in the face, or Dave in the face with the fucking phone book or stack of papers. That, that yeah. That, <laughs> I'm Dave Deaton, and this is the news. <laughs> it pops up every once in a while on my on my oh, memories, and every time I do that. it, that it's, was good. It was one of the greatest moments because you can see, like, there's so many <laughs> things happening in this video, and I'm gonna try to post it to our Instagram if I can find it. But Robin looks at me and he's got this smile on his face like <laughs> he doesn't know what's about to happen to him <laughs> and so dave turns to me and says i'm dave deaton and this is the news and backstory moving out of sulfur springs so we need to get a bunch of paper to wrap glass and and cutlery and all that business and so we take all of the what were they the eugene weeklies yeah so we take all of the eugene weeklies because they're paper and the stack was like it was a handful of newspapers, so we're talking a stout and amount. I folded it, yeah, I folded it over in half, and it was about four inches, four and a half thick, thick paper. And so he yeah. says, I'm Dave Deaton, and this is the news. And Robin just full <laughs> two-hand <laughs> swings <laughs> and just whaps him in the face with it, and it makes an audible <laughs> pop. And you see his head jerk to the side. And like a look of a shocked, like he's shocked at how hard he just got hit with these newspapers. It's so good. And like every time I go back and look at it, it's just Robin's face and he knows what he's about to do. It's, it's Mark so McGuire, ninety eight summer, going for number seventy. Exactly. <laughs> I got one more in me. <laughs> oh so good. got him. Did you guys watch that, the thirty for thirty, the McGuire and Sosa thing? I haven't yet. Have you? No. It was on. Well, it was on Sunday, and there's nothing on TV these days, sports-wise. So uh, yeah, I watched. I watched almost all of it. Um, I definitely saw the end half. Uh, it starts out with Griffey, and I was like, oh, I for- totally forgot that Griffey was like the first half of the season. He was right there with them. Yeah, yeah. And he, then he ended up with they 56. went. Yeah, they went up, and and he just kind of stayed there. But they kept was, cheating, and he didn't. So. Well, no, they'd been cheating before and had the ability to keep that stamina throughout the season. Right. That's how that works. Steroids. It's whatever. Man, I have, I have so many mixed feelings about King Griffey Jr. because I want to believe that he was clean. And I swear to God, if, if it ever comes out that he was on the gas, I will ban baseball from my house and I will burn everything Mariners-related I own. But, <sighs> like, I, I hear I, – I think about things like – the tensile strength at the end of his leg muscles being pretty weak. Yeah. Well, it's funny watching that thing. You see him, and I was like, man, 
he was really big that season. And it kind of made me think for a second, but at the same time, I don't know. I felt like if it's Griffey with that swing, like if he's on the juice, the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I don't know. I don't think he was really taking steroids. Maybe maybe not at that point in his career, but maybe later, maybe after he left. But Seattle. they were all on the Androstein and all that shit, you know, the the legal steroids. Well, that may be. It, I just, you know, I don't want it to be true. But this there's is, just, as I age, I start to think about these things. This yeah. is this is my position is baseball will never tell us if Ken Griffey Jr. was on the juice. They can't. Derek Jeter and Ken Griffey Jr can't be imperfect. (laughs) Baseball won't won't let them. They won't let them. Alex Rodriguez or or anyone else could come out and say whatever they want and baseball's like, ah, it's baseball. Uh but like if if, (laughs) Ah, it's baseball. If Mike Trout like if Mike Trout and Bryce Harper came out and said, I have like undeniable proof that Ken Griffey Jr. and Derek Jeter like injected steroids into each other at the same time, <laughs> Mike Trout and Bryce Harper would vanish from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. They'd, be, they'd be like, who? Who um, is this Mike, Michael Salmon? I don't, I've never heard of that. Baseball no, that's player, Tim but... Salmon. And he played for the A's in the early two thousands. You're, you're fucking See? Up, man. This is, everyone's confused. We could just move on. It's like, it never happened. Like Mandela, the Mandela just, effect is real. <laughs> yeah. It would just, gone because Ken Griffey Jr. and Derek Jeter like they're baseball the right way and they will forever be baseball the right way and they just won't there's no possible way that any of that evidence ever makes it out to the public ever never and especially especially coming out of a place like Seattle a place that loves to tear down it's uh, it's gods. Yeah, like they just it's never gonna happen. If the the like, nope. Junior and Jeter are untouchables. How is it God. that like like Seattle? Like, I I I equate Ken Griffey Jr. a lot to Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. Like I think I think they're basically the same person in different sports. Okay. Yeah. But it's like it's funny. Like I would believe anything you told me about pretty much anybody in the NFL. If you say, oh, yeah, that guy's a cokehead, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Natural. But, like, if you, if you, I mean, and, again, you know, I, I know where I live, but they're like, you know, I saw Russell Wilson smoking a blunt the other way, other day. I'd be like, no, you didn't. Bullshit. It's not <laughs> Russell Wilson. He doesn't no. smoke weed. Are you no. kidding me? No way. <laughs> like, yeah, Russell Wilson is in that, like, I – I don't know if I I would believe it if he wasn't in the league, right? If it was one of those thirty for thirties, what you didn't know about Russell Wilson, you'd be like, all right, yeah, fair enough. But like, they he can't have a blemish on his reputation whilst still playing. Like he's, yeah, he's the, he's the like, meanest thing that they'll say is like he only visited seventeen sick children last weekend. Right. He didn't have time for. Uh. He missed one of he he missed one of the kids on his Blue Monday trip around the hospital this time. <laughs> yeah, that kid was in surgery at the at the time of his visit, and Russell and Wilson Russ scrubbed. He scrubbed in, but they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let the him in. 
and he didn't. <laughs> unfortunately, he had to make it to practice before the seven-hour surgery was complete. So he made a special trip on Tuesday just to see that kid. The good news is, is that he's working on his on a med school, so he can enter the operating room and visit these kids <laughs> right. while they're under anesthesia. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I mean, this is a true story. When before he married Sierra, he wouldn't he wouldn't sleep with her until they were married. Because he was he was fucking all them other bitches. Right. Like, I mean, hey. He's like, I'm not gonna lock this down until he there's was a getting prenup. Getting from the big city slams. <laughs> big city slams. Yeah, but they're from Wisconsin, so it's not like it's anything worth writing home about. And those are only the referees that blow him in Wisconsin. Hey. <laughs> Oh shit! Hey, uh, have we talked about the fucking the the campus for the NBA in Orlando? We you text you I sent, sent it in you the guys group a chat? thing. Yeah, and I looked at it. So it's it says wild. I'm gonna read it real quick. Hotel amenities, players only lounge with NBA 2K TVs, gaming, all that shit. Uh, pool, trails, barbers, manicurists, pedicurists, 24 hour VIP concierge. Daily entertainment, i.e. movie screenings, DJ sets, video games, ping pong, pool, lawn games, and players can attend other teams' games. Dude, send me to Orlando. Like, if they ever had a contest, like, they're like, hey, we can send you and one other guest to stay at Orlando for the entire NBA season. I'll quit my job right now. Quit my job right now. Let's go. <laughs> like, can, I, Let's do I'll this. Just be a can I be a towel boy? I just I just need the amenities for like oh, a week. God. Could you imagine? Like I, I, I like that they say specifically <sighs> that you get NBA 2K when we all know that everybody there is going to be playing Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. None of them give it. They're, They're like, you're mad. only playing. They don't give a 2K. shit about NBA 2K. Right. Yeah. I do find that funny. Like NFL players play Madden. But I don't think that many NBA players play 2K. Uh, I think there's a good number of them that do, but I don't think it's like, like you said, Call of Duty is the thing. Or Fortnite. A bunch of them were playing Fortnite last year, That's but true. Call of Duty's taken over this year. I Did you did you guys see Patrick Beverly's tweet? No. I, I typically try to do The, the one about Patrick LeBron Beverly. playing, we're playing. Yeah. If, yeah. if King James is hooping, we all hooping. Mm -hmm. like, and it, like, it came out in the middle... Uh, well, it's still going on, but half the league is apparently against Orlando. The other half of the league is seemingly not giving a shit whether or not they have to go to Orlando. And then yeah. Beverly comes out of nowhere and is like, guys, we all know King James makes the rule. Like, if yeah. he says if he says he's in, the NBA is going to make us go. Like, <laughs> that's right. how that works. Like, and, and then there's Kyrie Irving who's like, fuck it, let's start our own league. Like, I'm on a different team. I'm not on LeBron team anymore. Yeah, Kyrie Irving is okay. going to be – he's going to be like, let's go to New Zealand so I can go home. They don't have any COVID there. Yeah, because they don't have any people. I'd be like uh, – I, I don't want to go down a Kyrie Irving rabbit hole, but I just want to say that uh, he seems like a fuck. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie Irving oh. – I heard this the other day. Without LeBron James, Kyrie Irving is a better shooting Jamal Crawford. I wouldn't even Not know if it's all. a – I wouldn't even say a better shooting, just a better handling. He just has better yeah. dribbles. Jamal Crawford yeah. probably shoots better than he does. I always call I always call Jamal Crawford the microwave. He's a Seattle guy, but it's like he he could score like thirty points in a minute, or also go zero for thirty. Right. <laughs> oh, it's like a less popular Kobe Bryant. 
Um, That's exactly what he was. The no, I just I I just don't give a shit about anything Kyrie Irving has ever had like ever since he came out and I apparently tried to troll the world with being a flat earther and then uh, I guess later was like I was just kidding. I was like, nobody cares what you have to say anymore, man. Like, <laughs> there are some things in this world you don't joke about, and flat earthing is one of them. Because if you're one of them, I don't want any part of you. Seriously. Like, Jacob eh, Andreessen, get out of here. It's flat earthers and anti-vaxxers. Like, just go, just go. We're not friends. I don't want to know you. Go away. The good news is that Venn diagram is basically a circle. Yeah, it's it's. There's one like. <laughs> You can't even make a Venn diagram because it's just flat earthers are anti-vaxxers. They're the same. They're the same. And it's terrible. And, yeah, once he came out with that weird thing where he was all for it for long enough for me to know he said it. And then I was told later that he recounted and was like, no, 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 I was joking. I was like, don't joke about that. (laughs) You can. I like how I mean, that's where you draw the line. Yeah, we found Alex's line. <laughs> that's don't, where don't everyone should be around. Right. Everyone <laughs> should draw the line there. Oh, good. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. Oh, that's funny. And then, but just he does seem like, and I totally support like load management and taking care of your body to preserve the longevity of your career and basically all sports. If I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant seemed like the pinnacle of like giving up as soon as it gets hard. Yeah. Like, uh, just Kyrie's just like, oh, I just don't want to play. Oh, uh, I bet you you still want your check though, don't you? Right. Yeah. You signed yeah. a contract that said you want like, to play. How's that Kevin, work? Kevin Durant in this one particular instance kind of makes sense because it's been long enough that his. Achilles should be healed, but it's like been a year. Like how but, long did Kobe take? I a lot less. Um, but mm-hmm. what? But like, if your team's not going to make the playoffs, do you want to risk fucking shit up for eight games? Like the Nets aren't. Who cares? Yeah, but if you're cleared, then go. Then you should play. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, but like, I just hate both of those two so much. What I do yeah. love is how much Portland gains from all this time off. Yes. We got Zach Collins and Nurk back. Yes. Y'all are all, all Y'all of are in trouble. Like we were texting the other day, I think like Portland makes sneaks into the playoffs and then pushes the Lakers to like a six game, seven game series and probably a hard six. Yeah. Probably loses which isn't anything to be ashamed of when it's LeBron and Anthony Davis on the other side of the court. Like It's cool. like when they lost to the Warriors that year and they actually pushed him to overtime in like two of the four games. Right? Yeah, they're like, right. totally understand why you lost to the Lakers. But then the Lakers will go on to sweep the rest of the series and maybe go gentleman sweep against the Bucks in game five. Like, yeah. it'll look like the, the Lakers just walk over everybody, but the Blazers pushed them to, uh, you know a game six with an overtime and yeah. you're like, Oh shit. They were dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow just get it done. Get it done boys. They're going to have to, <laughs> they'll have to go like the, the weird play in best two out of three with the Memphis Grizzlies to get in. 
Oh, I was God. listening Too back it. to that, how we were talking about it from two weeks ago. And yeah, uh, yeah like, gotta win two versus gotta them only two. having to win one. So they're gonna so win that like, means you have to win the first one, obviously, because you, you can't win one. two if you right. don't win the first one. So, I mean, it's like, you got, it's go time. Mm-hmm. It's NCAA in NBA. I love it. They're, they're gonna, it's gonna be fun. They're gonna end up winning like six out of eight, be within four games of Memphis, then beat Memphis twice. And then push the Lakers to a hard six, and then LeBron will walk away with his third his third team championship. Like it, he'll be like, "I'm the greatest ever." <laughs> and then and then he'll step into a GM role somewhere, and then that team will then he'll get more rings. He's gonna bring a team back to Seattle. You think he cares about Seattle that much? No, not at all. He'll make a second Cleveland team. <laughs> 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 I don't think he cares about Seattle. I think Seattle is a market that is that could wants a team. Wants a team, and if LeBron was was the majority owner of the team, the taxpayers would vote for whatever stadium related oh, yeah. entities were needed. For sure. And I don't th- I don't think LeBron would ever take a minor like a, a minority ownership claim yeah. in any team that currently exists. And like what Vegas what do, do they get a team now like it may where, as well like, they've got a hockey team I could see him I could see him making a NFL play. team I could see him making a play Kinda. or like <laughs> I don't know I don't know how the Portland ownership group is like sitting now I know there was talks about Paul Allen's sister wanting to sell the team but not the Seahawks, and so maybe yeah. maybe LeBron makes a push to own Portland because it's so close to Nike. That could make sense to me. I, hey, that's that's you know not unbelievable, right? Do get real close to Nike that way. But I just think it would be badass if he just got an expansion team, like just anywhere. I say Seattle because I know Seattle wants a team. The and, Seattle LeBrons, right? The Seattle going to say Kings and make this Sacramento is, change. Yeah, <laughs> Sacramento's got to He's like, change. we're the Kings. You guys are now the Lions. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Get out of here. You can go back to being the Royals. Yeah, you guys, are the, the, you guys are the Queens. You we're can the, be kings, the Sharks. The yeah, queens. there you go. And we're going <laughs> to fuck you. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I got aggressive. Real quick. Or I could also <sighs> see, like, even though Sacramento just read up, like, their taxes and all that stuff for their stadium, I could see LeBron just being like, hey, I want to move the Kings to Seattle and have the Seattle Kings, and I'm the owner. And the NBA is like, yep, <laughs> yep that makes yep. sense. You change yep. the colors, too? All right, cool, whatever. Yep. yep. Go back green to green. Yellow? Yep, go back to green and yellow, Seattle Kings. We're going to rebuild the Kingdom. That's what we're going to call it. I think he would go green <laughs> and gold, like the gold gold, the official – like his high school team. Oh, oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. This, and this, green and gold. This yeah. is King County. King County. Oh, They'll dude. The King Line up. I'm making a call. Making a call. We're <laughs> moving the Sacramento Kings to Seattle. They're going to rebuild a smaller version of the King Dome in King County. And then they're going to bring in the Fit. green and gold from St. Mary's. Boom. Perfect. Boom. It's a perfect We've scenario. In the expansion draft, he steals Damian Lillard from Portland. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I'm not, Perfect. If, if he gets a championship, I'm not mad about it. 
can you imagine? Can you imagine the newspaper? The Blazers do not make Damian Lillard untouchable in the expansion draft. Yeah, right. Oh my God, people would lose their minds. Sure, they'd be like, we we really think that uh, Zach Collins is the future of the team, so we've pulled him from draft contention. Funny thing is, is I could almost hear Portland doing that, seeing yeah. some of the moves they've made. Right. Oh my God, the thing that's yeah. craziest to me, and we just mentioned Nike, is that. Damian Lillard is in Portland uh-huh. and not with Nike, like he's with yeah. Adidas. It just, from the time he signed, it blew my mind. I was like, how's that? That, that oh, Okay, I know. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> and, and I love it. Maxwell's over there fist pumping. I love it. Right. He'll probably Adidas, – Adidas will find a way to screw it up Kobe style, and he'll yeah. be Nike before he retires. And he, okay. like Kobe and Michael Jordan, will be like – refuse to even speak about that aspect of their life. Right. Be like, I don't uh, know, though, because he's on his seventh shoe, sixth with his name on it. Mm-hmm. That's, he's, that's I mean, pretty, pretty stout. Yeah. He'll be like, we're going to bring back the retro moon boots, like Kobe style, but the dames, <laughs> he's going to be like, I'm going to Nike, goodbye. He's like, I had those, those were my first shoe. What, why, why would I do that? That's, yeah, I'm not doing like, that. This is, terrible <laughs> it's like we're actually gonna bring our reebok line back and we're gonna make you the face of that did you hear Shaq was trying to buy reebok he should he was trying to buy it and i can't remember if it was they wanted 50 million or he was trying to get it for 50 million I think it would be him offering fifty million because yeah, something like Re- that. Reebok being under the Adidas umbrella definitely makes it valued at more than fifty million dollars. Yeah, like, and I mean, really, all Reebok does is sell CrossFit and UFC stuff. Like, they're not they're not doing sports. I will say, a couple of guys at work, well, vendors that drop off to my warehouse have. What appear to be pretty cool Reebok like steel-toed tennis shoes, huh? That are all like safety, ANSI, OSHA approved. Yeah. But my work, Apollo Mechanical, specifically requires above the ankle, like footwear. You're gonna have to get those steel-toed Converse. And so they don't. Yeah. Or Nike boots. <laughs> no, I have Adidas boots, uh, so we're good. But of course you do. I I was like, oh, those tennis shoes look real comfy, and they're like, dude, they're the best, they're the best work shoe I've ever worn, and I was like, damn, and I looked to see if they had them in high tops, and they don't, so I I got sweet Adidas hiking boots with a reinforced toe, which just means a second layer of leather. It's very, (laughs) very. (laughs) My foot will be crushed under anything that falls under it, no doubt. Have you seen those shoes that, like, they advertise on Facebook or whatever sometimes? Yes. I mean, I, that they're, like, they stomp on the nails and shit. Oh, and yeah. Like, these shoes are unkillable. I'm like, sometimes I wonder. I really, I almost, I went, that's how I found out about the above-the-ankle requirement, because I went to my safety manager with the, like, the YouTube ad. And I was oh, like, wow. I was like, can I get a pair of these? They're, like, 70 bucks. I'll fucking roll the dice. And he was like, do they go above the ankle? And I was like, let me check. No. And he was like, no. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> but I definitely would have. I was like, I'll, I'll let somebody back over my foot with a truck. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's 
find out. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is why women live longer Ooh. than men. Oh, God. <laughs> or at least have less broken feet. You know, I, you know I've also heard stories uh, from people I know. They said that, hey, I knew these two guys that wanted to know what it felt like to get shot, so they took a twenty-two out in the front yard and shot each other in the leg. I knew a kid, a kid I went to high school with uh, owned a bulletproof vest, and nobody at this at a certain particular party believed that it was a bulletproof vest, so he put it on and handed another kid a nine millimeter. And that kid shot him, and it found. We found out the hard way that oh, the vest was not bulletproof. Oh, good. <laughs> now, whether whether it was supposed to be bulletproof and happened to be like faulty or what, that I yeah. never found out about. What I do know is that the bullet went through the vest and into the kid, and he had to go to the hospital. Well, you wow. see. A bulletproof vest, once it gets shot once, is worthless. So if it was a bulletproof vest that had been shot once before, he may as well have been wearing a, a, a safety vest that said, please don't shoot. Uh, you know, those are those are the aspects of the story that I didn't ask because I was laughing too hard. <laughs> <laughs> you got shot. <laughs> you, asked, you asked to be shot. Yeah, I mean, I'd be laughing too. As I called 911, I'd be like, hey, this idiot just got shot because it was his idea. I'm leaving. Oh, I definitely wasn't. I wasn't at that particular party, much to my dismay. Um, but I did hear about it on Monday at school, and uh, that was why he wasn't at school. <laughs> hey, where's, where's Brian? Oh, he got shot. He got shot. What? I was like, no, he didn't. With what, a paintball gun? Come on. Come on. Well, and then I was told story. Bulletproof vest he has? Yeah, it doesn't work. It's, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just be a bullshit vest. Oh, we're leaving on that one. These people, they could have been anywhere <laughs> in the world, but they're here with us. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're checking out all of our social media networks. And if you're Stone Cold Steve Austin, we love you. Let's haul ass. Let's haul ass. <laughs> but for this episode, this edition of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe. Podcast. Good X. Good X. Bye, boys. Bye, boys. I'm going to email LeBron. Good.